Hey sis, welcome to episode eight of Notes to Sis. We're in season two and we are soon approaching the end of the season. I can't even believe it. Really quick before we get into our intentional minute, I do want to, um, you guys had approached me about all the different events that I've been going to and me making more of an effort to talk about them. So one event that's coming up is the Mental Health of Color Meetup. And that is an event where we are talking about people that are dealing with mental health, but it's more so a focus on people of color and having a discussion around the different barriers that we might encounter with like obtaining services and just talking about it, normalizing the conversation pretty much. So this is taking place on February 18th from seven to nine at the Fairmount Innovation Lab. It's 594 Columbia Road in Boston. So if you're interested, Empower Our Crown is a really great organization for young women that's putting it on and presenting it. If you're interested in going, I've already registered. I will be there. Feel free to join me. Let me know if you want more information. And also coming up is the Love Your Magic Conference, which is the cutest conference ever. It's for young girls that are in school. And basically it's a conference designed to empower, educate, and inspire black and Latina girls to practice self-advocacy, self-love, and sisterhood. So I volunteered for this conference last year. It was super inspiring for me. Ivana, the girl who puts it on, is amazing. She works really hard to get this together. And it's going to take place on March 14th from 9.30 to 2.30. And it will be at Salem State, Salem State University in Salem. So if you need more information on that, let me know. If you're interested in volunteering, please let me know so that I can get in touch with Ivana and get you on the list for volunteers. It's a really great and inspiring event. So we are now going to get into our intentional minute. And like I always say, safety first. If you are driving, if you are unable to give this your undivided attention, please skip this and do it later. So if you could just close your eyes and take a long deep breath in and hold it. Breathe out and do this one more time. And as you do it and as you breathe out, release the tension in your shoulders. Oftentimes we don't realize how uptight our shoulders are. And when we exhale, it allows us to just like let that go. So as you breathe in, Lift your shoulders high, hold it, breathe out and release. Take one more deep breath in, hold it and release. And now you're going to rotate your head in a circle going forward to the right once, twice, three times. And now you're going to rotate your head in a circle going forward to the left once, twice, three times. And I want you to just sit here for a few seconds in silence, clearing your mind, not thinking about anything. Just be present in the moment. Now during this time, if you could think of three things that you are grateful for. 
oftentimes when we get so caught up in our busy lives, we are stressed, we're overwhelmed, we've got a lot going on that we forget to think about all the great things that either have happened or that are happening right in the moment. So take this time to just think about just three. Life and being alive is such a blessing. And once you've identified these things, just sit and be grateful for it. And now if you could just tilt your head all the way to the left in a stretch and just hold it there. And tilt your head to the opposite direction in a stretch and hold it there. Now rotate your shoulders forward in a circle once, twice, three times. And rotate your shoulders in a circle going backwards once, twice, three times. Take a very long deep breath in and hold it. Breathe out slowly and release your shoulders. One more long deep breath in, hold it. Breathe out slowly, release your shoulders. And we are back. Welcome to Notes to Sis. So while I was giving you those instructions, I've started doing it myself and I needed it and that was very relaxing. So cool, thanks Benin, good talk. Um, so we are going to talk about, we're gonna get into the session confessions. And for those of you that don't know, session confessions is the por portion of the episode where I talk about, I share a little bit about my therapy experience. So today, I think it's pretty cool that like I can record after I have a session because it's like still fresh on my mind. Um, and when I leave inspired, I'm able to share it with you. So today during my session, I was able to recognize that sometimes I do feel moments of anxiety and I get really anxious. So I had asked my therapist to kind of assess me for it just to see where I'm at, because sometimes we think we're anxious and we're really not. We could be overthinking and sometimes we really do have anxiety. So the first thing that she had asked me was if I was familiar of the term cats. And I said, no, I was like, what the heck is that? But uh, cats basically stands for caffeine, alcohol, tobacco, and sugar. So these four things, obviously we know that it's like, it's not something, you know, they're not things that we're supposed to take in as much as we do, and they're not good for our health, and we always talk about it, but we still do it. Um, but who knew that it affects your anxiety? So one thing that she had mentioned is if 
These are things that, you know, I'm a sucker for, I have a coffee every single morning and on difficult days, I have more than one coffee a day or like sweets. Don't bring sweets around me because that's just a recipe for disaster. But anyways, so she had inspired me, well, encouraged me to kind of figure out if these things really are affecting my anxiety by paying attention, paying more attention to what I put in my body for like, I guess she said for, for some time, the next two weeks, basically just journaling what is, um, what makes me want to take these things. Is it like, how am I feeling before I take a cup of coffee? How am I feeling two hours after I'm taking a cup of coffee? Just to see how like, you know, it affects it. Um, and one book that she encouraged me to check out, it's called The 10 Best Ever Anxiety Management Techniques. So this is more so the natural way. I know that there are medications that people are prescribed, but that's not something that I want to do personally. So I wanted to figure out how to manage my anxiety if I do have anxiety in a more natural way. Um, so just like paying attention to what goes into your body and being more attentive about changing it. And obviously going cold turkey is really difficult, so I don't really encourage that, but like making small steps. Um, every person likes ginger ale and they think that it is the medication and cure for everything. So I guess one of my goals would be like taking it down a notch and having less of it. So that's kind of what my little eye opener for my therapy session was today. We talked more about other things. Um, so we are going to get into the topic now. So it's a little bit heavy, but I felt it was appropriate. And we'll be talking about how to handle grief. Obviously with the awful news about Kobe and his daughter and the other people that were on that helicopter, it was pretty triggering for all of us and for all many different reasons. So I've seen so many responses to it on social media and just people talking about it in general that I felt like it was important enough to address. Um, and the first thing that I do wanna say is it's okay to be sad about someone that you didn't know. Obviously we're human and we feel things and for someone to say something as insensitive as you aren't even a Kobe fan, like that doesn't even matter. Like real people actually died, regardless of whether you know, you're know you sad about Kobe or his daughter or like there were other families that were on there and no one wants to see that happen to anybody at all. So I wanna talk about this, the definition of grief when we grieve is deep sorrow, especially caused by someone's death. And there are a few reasons why we grieve someone that we may not have known, um, even if it's not personal. The first reason is because it brings us back to a memory of our own previous grief. Maybe it brought back a flashback to you losing someone that was much more closer to you, that was very dear to you, and you kind of have those feelings that maybe you haven't even dealt with, or even if you have dealt with, it's just a memory that comes back and you feel sad all over again. And that completely is normal. And I want you to recognize that. Um, and the second reason why we may grieve someone that we don't know is because what we feel, the compassion that we feel for the family of the person that, you know, has passed away. So obviously everyone is thinking about, you know, 
the wives, the children, everyone who has lost someone, like it's really, really sad. And to be honest, it's something that I haven't stopped thinking about and I'm sure a lot of people haven't. And we're all talking about it. We're all feeling a certain way. Um, I even, like even in therapy, like my therapist had mentioned, you know, it's something that like she's been up thinking about too. So um, it's good to recognize that. But I do want to talk about how to deal with grief so that we're not, we don't stay in the situation. And not just for this situation, but just in general, you know, life is a blessing. Getting home, leaving your house and coming back home safe is a blessing. And it's definitely something that we should cherish and value. But at the same time, there are tragedies that occur. And I think the important part is not trying to avoid them, but learning how to deal with them. So I have a few pointers on how to deal. And obviously, it's something that's an ongoing process. A lot of us are still probably grieving someone. Um, and. You never feel like you find that complete healing, but at least you feel like you're able to handle and manage it a lot better. And that's just the reality. And I feel like people find difficulty in talking about it because it's sad, because they don't want to trigger someone. But at the same time, it's something that should be discussed so that we are able to better heal. And the first, the most important part is just to deal and not ignore what you're feeling, like allowing yourself to feel. If this includes crying or sharing or talking about it with someone, just acknowledging what you're feeling in the moment is really important. You telling yourself that I can't feel this way or I shouldn't feel this way is just you trying to block it off. But in reality, all these feelings that you're feeling are building up inside of you and then eventually, maybe years, months later down the line, you will end up exploding because you've just bottled everything up. So the first most important way to deal with it is acknowledging and recognizing where you're at in that particular moment. The second one is more so, I, I called it disconnecting, but at the same time, it's not like completely isolating yourself either. If it's something that like, for instance, what we're seeing in the news, what, one important way that I've been able to kind of just like allow myself to still feel a little still feel the grief but like not let it take over my entire life is just taking a break from social media doing positive things to keep you busy prayer journaling seeking that professional help having you know encouraging uplifting conversations um I think that's more helpful and it doesn't mean that you need to isolate yourself. So I want to make that very clear. Please do not isolate yourself while you're grieving. Seek the help that you need. Find that one person that you can at least have a conversation with because isolation just makes everything 10 times worse. The last one I would say is don't be hard on yourself for not being over it yet, but help yourself to continue to overcome whatever it is that you've helped yourself Finding yourself to move forward is what you need to keep on doing. And if you feel that you're not where you want to be yet, keep making that effort. Don't be so down and say, you know, I should be at this point and I'm not. And it'll only frustrate you and make you angry when you still have the potential to keep going forward. Um, another thing that I had in mind, I know that those are like the three ways to deal with it, but I also saw like people trying to use a situation as like a teaching opportunity. This is not the time to be preaching and teaching about what this serves as a lesson. Like people are grieving, people are feeling something. It's okay to be human and feel that. 
I'm not saying to wallow in it and to stay in it forever, but at the same time, don't say, well, you know, God giveth and God taketh away. Like, no, that it's not the time for it. So honestly, like, these are a few things not to say. And like, from dealing with my own personal grief, these are things that I did not want to hear from people is be strong, get over it. You know, the lesson, um, the whole God gives and God takes away. God is not a mean God who causes tragedy. He does not cause it. So for us to be like saying, you know, this was God's doing, that doesn't help. So this is a PSA to everyone. I know you probably mean well, um, but sometimes saying nothing at all and just being there and being present is probably more helpful and more comforting than anything else. And I know that we kind of went through this a little quickly, but it's also my form of self-care to not keep talking about it so that I don't feel triggered myself. But also practicing self-care is a way to deal with grief. Getting enough rest, making sure that you're taking time to just sit and breathe. That's actually the reason why I do the intentional minute at the beginning, because we're all so caught up in the hustle and bustle of life that we often forget to just be and just breathe. So I want to purposely create that space constantly um, for you to have that in case you're not intentional about it on your own. So I hope that this was helpful and I really do hope that you are able to find the healing that you need and the comfort that you need if you are in this situation or have been in this situation. And trust me, I, tr I really do understand you because I've been there myself. So thank you for listening and I will catch you on the next episode of Notes to Sis.